Hello, I'm John Ellis. Welcome to Cows Not Cow, episode three. Now, this is a podcast about a book. We are better than the bit in the back of the book cover telling you what it's about because we go into more detail. We're a little bit like a tasting platter for the main course. And this particular book is all about networking. Now, if you've just found us here, episode one was called Networking, what it is, what it's not, how it works and why it works. Episode two explains some of the different types of networking events. And coming up in this episode, having learned about the events, we're going to discuss how best to prepare for them and make the right start. I should just say, there's also an episode zero, which is an outline of what you can expect across our full season. And it also explains why the entire thing is called Cows Not Cow. It's definitely worth a listen. Find the other episodes, wherever you got this one. They're all there. And then if you click to subscribe or follow us, you'll get the new ones automatically when we publish them. This, as I say, is episode three of Cows Not Cow, the book. Uh, in the company of the book's author, uh, networking expert, Andrew Smith. Hi, Andrew. Hi, John. How are you doing? <laughs> very, very good. This is ridiculous. And we just do it like it's, you know, so normal. Um, yep. Anyway, I, I feel by this point, I've established what's in it for me, what I can get or benefit from networking. I also know the types of networking environment out there. Uh, now I'm at the stage where I've got to consider how best to enter that world and glean the most from it. This episode is called Preparing Properly and Making the Right Start, which sounds like a logical progression. So what are we talking about here? Is it iron your shirt, shine your shoes, comb your hair, all that, or is there more to it? I recommend all these things, but it's actually taking care of the, the, what I call the boring prep for, for a start. And it's just starting off by, by double-checking where and when the event is and the reason that I say that is having, having run so many events over the years, <laughs> it happens several times a year where somebody turns up at the wrong venue uh, at the wrong time. I've seen us you know, packing up, coming out of an event, and somebody's coming in good to go, and the event's, mm-hmm. the event's finished. Wrong day, wrong week, even wrong month in, in one case. Wow. Uh, so joking aside, it's just you know, making sure you know, that, 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 bit, that bit is nailed on. The venue bit too is, is travel. You know, you don't want to miss a chunk of the event. So how are you going to get there? You know, where are you going to, where are you going to park? But it moves on to the things like if you can, getting the uh, attendee list in advance to see who else is, is going to be there, get a flavour um, for the attendees that are going to be there and people that you, you may want to speak to, you may want to be to be introduced to. It's the things that, that you would like to take, think, okay, well, I want to take my, you know, take business cards with me. And I'm going to grab a, you know, grab a pen as well to make like some, some notes from the back of the business cards from people that I meet. Uh, and then, depending on the type of event, you're, you're checking the instructions. As an example, in my days with Aberdeen Business Network, we had two different types of events. One that was very informal, very lightly structured. There was no real, you know, sort of prep required other than checking the details, taking your business cards. But the other one, you know, it was one minute, it was one minute pitches, and you're doing that eight times during the during the event. So that's something that you used to prepare in in advance. So we would sometimes have attendees, you know, that would say, Oh, I didn't realize you had to you had to do that. <laughs> well, it was there in advance <laughs> explaining it. And that's why I think it's it's always worth it doesn't take a long time, but it's stopping and pausing to get these practical bits right before going to the event. I guess the other thing I should share here, Andrew, is that I find the idea of sort of walking into this networking room more than a little daunting. I mean, like it's going to be that scene in the Western where a new cowboy arrives in town, walks into the bar, and immediately the piano player freezes and everyone stops talking and turns to stare. Now, I know common sense dictates that that just won't happen, but to make things less scary, knowing a fear is irrational, 
when it's very real to you. So will this preparation that you're talking about, will it ease the way that I feel going into it? Yes, it's guaranteed to to ease things a bit, you know, because you're taking away any doubt about where the event is, you know, what time it is, how you're going to get there, you're going to get there on time, you've got the things that you need, you know who's going to be there, you've done prep for any, any pitching or presentation that might have to be done. So that's going to take away some things that you might be, be fearful about. But it is still for many people, you know, despite doing that, or if they do that, a very nervous situation. Because we're going in a room, we're on a spot, on the spot, and we're speaking to, to strangers. And just one tip I would give there, and we we'll go into to more tips in, in the book, is to remember that good networkers will want to speak with new people. They want to grow their contact spheres, and they're only going to do that by meeting new people. And especially if you're going to an event for the first time where your nerves may be greatest, remember the good networkers, they really want to, to speak with you. So these good networkers, do you think that if you walk into a networking environment, uh, there will always be a situation where a good networker, a more advanced networker, will seek you out because they'll know that you're a newbie? Over the course of an event, yes, because the good networkers will most likely have got the attendee list in advance. Uh, they'll say, oh, you know, here's some people that I, you know, that I don't know. I'm going to make a point of, I'm going to make a point of speaking to them. Now, it may not happen at the very start of the event. You may find yourself in that situation of how you get into conversations. And that's something that we spent a lot of time on in the, in the book in terms, of, uh, in terms of group size, in terms of how to start the conversation, perhaps questions to ask, things to look out for. Um, but over the course of an event, for newer and sometimes nervous networkers, the good and experienced networkers will gravitate to, towards them. Now, I, I don't want to actually make this work uh, make this work, you know, less well by by overthinking it again. But when you say preparing properly, we've ticked off, you know, <laughs> that we're going to turn up at the right place at the right time for a start, <laughs> yeah. and that we're 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 going to work out how long it's going to take us to get there, so we get there for the beginning. But what does preparing properly actually constitute? Does it go down as far as these are some of the questions I might ask? This is what I might say if somebody asks me this. I mean, how how involved do you get in, in terms of preparing properly so you're doing it right? I believe there's a lot more prep for, for newer networkers and there, and there should be because it comes more naturally the, the more that you, that you do it. I would recommend, let's say it's an informal networking event, I would still recommend you know, the newer networker, having some questions in mind, and you might write them down to, to start before the event start with, writing down questions that you would ask. And if there are key points that you want to get across about, about you and about your business, you write down a short list of, of them as well and read through them a, read through them a few times. Because if you're putting in time, effort, money, nerves, energy into, into a networking event, you want it to you want it to work. Now that doesn't mean that when somebody asks a question, say, oh hello there, how are you doing? You know, you say, hi, my name is John Mellie. Start reading from, from a script. <laughs> That's not going to happen. But there is nothing wrong at all with having a few questions prepared. Um, networking training that, that I've run over the years, you know, that's something that we've covered. Uh, and I've said, here's a few questions that you can you can have. And then what are some points that you want to get across? The more you do it, the more natural it gets and the less likely you are to have to do that in advance. That sounds excellent, Andrew. Thank you, <laughs> <Go> on. <laughs> have you um, have you got any live examples where you, you've seen people do this really especially well, or or tips from you know your own way of doing this, other than than to have maybe a couple of questions in your back pocket? Yeah, I think in terms of the of the prep, one thing I've seen 
increase in recent years is prep via LinkedIn. And that's been where attendees, they've, they've either got or they've requested the attendee list in advance. They looked at that list, the chance are there'll be some people that already know and they're looking forward to seeing them again, that's fine. But for the new people, they've then gone onto LinkedIn and they put in connection requests. And that actually moves the relationship on a tiny little bit before the event because they've snooped around, they've stalked the, uh, the new person. The new <laughs> person has probably then stalked and looked at their profile as well. And I know um, one or two that have then actually looked for something on their profile and then said that at the event, say, oh, I noticed actually, you know, as well as your job, you know, you are a treasurer at the sports club or you used to work at, at X and so, you know, so did my friend. And that, I think, is great preparation for, for an event. And it's very, you just turn up at an event and you're open to any conversation. You could still get benefits, you know, and you should still get benefits from the event. But that level of prep hugely increases the chances of, of your relationship building going really well. I think we'll call it research as opposed to stalking from, from this point. Can you edit that bound, We'll rescind that. <laughs> and how about um, making the, the, the right start? What, what do you mean by that exactly? It's slowing down. I understand why it happens. It's related to nerves. But over the years, I've seen quite a few networkers, because they're coming in, because they're nervous, maybe they didn't check how long it would take them to, to get to the venue. And the race in, sometimes the race in, past registration. <laughs> now, if you're doing that, you may miss out on information because it could be that somebody says, oh, actually, we're going to be doing something You know, today. I hadn't shared by email. You miss that. You miss a chance to speak to the event organizer. But crucially, you miss a chance to, to stop, to slow down your heart rate, to look around the room, maybe for somebody that you recognize or somebody that you particularly want to, to speak to. And the networker that, that rushes into the event like that is much more likely to take longer to slow down, to be themselves, to get into the type of conversation that, that, that they want. So at the start of the event, the number one tip I would give, and I'm going a little bit more detail in the, in the book, is slow down, listen to what the organizer's saying, then go into the room, then lift your, your head up. You'll relax when you relax. You get into more natural and better conversations. I don't know if in asking the next question, it will make me manifest the answer. I hope not, but I'll ask anyway. Where and how can this go wrong? Probably the instructions for the, the event are the, are the obvious one. You know, where, where I've seen that. Somebody's not read the instructions in, in advance. Uh, they go to get a, a reminder. And then it turns out that they're, they end up being, you know, being fussed up. You know, make a quick summary of the business to everybody, everybody else in the room. It's just a horrendous, you know, horrendous experience for them. Maybe not quite so dramatic. The event organizer who's busy processing people as they as they come in, maybe had an introduction that they were gonna, gonna make, and you and you've gone past it, you're away and you've and you've missed out on that. Normally networking is an hour and a half, two hour event. You don't have to, to rush the bit at the start. What you hear and how you feel if you slow down in that minute when you come in that has a knock-on effect on your two hours. I'm not the only person in the world ever to have done this. I mean, presumably everyone in that room I'm going into had a first time networking. In fact, some of them may be doing this for the first time on this occasion, like me. Recognizing that fact, do the networking venues or hosts, do they do, they do anything to support first time or less confident networkers, Andrew? Yes, some do and, and some don't. I believe that all should do. And over... 
the course of the event most do. I remember from my, my time with, with ABN, one of our events, for example, it was a meet-everybody meet format, you know, so that the, the new attendees were into these conversations anyway. But the more informal one, there'd be three or four connectors there. So it'd be more experienced attendees that would then be allocated to speak to the, the first-time attendees. But the event organiser, I believe it, it's their responsibility. If, if there's two of them there, and especially for the, the first-timers, it's up to them. They've been paid for the event to make these people feel, you know, feel comfortable, to have a chat with them early on, to create the right atmosphere where, it, where it's welcoming. As I said earlier, the good networkers will gravitate towards the, the first-time attendees, and that will happen over the course of the event. But I think it's very, very important that early on that the organisers or the people who the organisers have asked to help are speaking with the, with the first-time attendees. And there's nothing wrong at all. It's advice I've, I've given over the years for the first-time attendee to contact an event organiser and say, I'm a bit nervous about this. I don't know if to know anybody else there. Can you help, please? And if that's the case, then the organiser should be there, have a chat with you, make an introduction to help you into the event. Now, given that I'm preparing and, and attempting to make this right start here, Andrew, what should I be looking to come away from the event with? What would be my goal? If we can have different goals, but there's a high likelihood that winning new business is going to be the going to be the end result. Let's say you're coming in as a as a new or a or a newer networker, and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to meet a lot of people that I don't know. That's a you know that's a given. Now I'm going to get the quantity but I want to get the quality as well. So you may choose then to set a goal of saying, I want to speak to at least three people who have not met before that I'm going to have follow-up coffees with. I think for the newer networker, that's a good thing. Because new faces, yes, you know, absolutely that's going to happen. It's more visibility, it's more LinkedIn connections, it's more business cards. But for the newer networker, I would say, okay, what you want to do as the next stage in the relationship so how about talking about two or three or four people that I'm going to follow up with, with of you having a coffee and taking the conversation further. And should I also have an aim of what I want any new contacts to, to take away in terms of their first impression and understanding of me? Yes, very much so. Because net, good network conversations are, are two-way. You want to find out about the other person, you're asking questions, you're hoping to help. But of course, you're wanting to move you and your and your business on. So what are the key points that you, you want to, to get across? That's where when I talked earlier about writing down some questions. Maybe in your business, you want to get across, you know, the, the name of the business as succinctly as possible, what it is that you what it is that you do. But can you share a quick stat, an example uh, that someone's talked about as a memory hook that's going to be something good, positive, easy for them to take away, easy for them to remember. But easy for them to share with their contacts. Well, say, oh, I met that uh, John Mellis guy. Oh, yeah, what does he, what does he do? If you stuck in their memory with something succinct, they're more likely to be able to answer that and pass it on. He's an assassin. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's memorable. Uh, <laughs> how, how involved does the book get on, on this subject? I mean, give me an idea of what you discuss in more detail. It goes into a lot more detail about that, that pre and that start bit as well why it's important, talking a lot about, you know, how we might prepare for a sales meeting with one person. Now we're talking about meeting or being visible to 20, 30, 40 people, not just how important that, that is, but how to, to do it as well, how to be ready to show interest in others, the questions to ask to show interest in others, 
but also the book will go into detail where it's always got to be the balance though. Yeah, it's great showing interest in others and it can be very enjoyable, it can be satisfying, but what's in it for, for you as well? Good networking's two-way, it's never one way. Now, presumably, if I'm going to be trying to do this on an ongoing basis, pretty soon I'm going to build up you know, quite a pile of business cards and contacts. Do I keep a file of all these people? I mean, uh, what should I include in it, if so? And and how best to store an, an update list? I remember seeing somebody once who was explaining their, their networking style to me, and they said that they had a, a computer list, and next to it there would be something, there'd be a fact about that person that wasn't business-related. So it would say, you know, um, John Smith, and it would have the name of John Smith's business, but it would also say last time was slightly late for networking because their cat was ill. And the follow up, <laughs> the follow up would be, "Oh, John, how are you? How's your cat?" And you know, instantaneously, you're into that conversation, and and actually, you're interested in somebody, and they they realise that. So, you know, how in depth do you go with with storing things for this uh, kind of situation, Andrew? Yeah, that, that type of example can seem small, but it's massive. You've shown that you were listening, that you've remembered, and the system doesn't doesn't matter. You know, you're going to make somebody feel feel really good. I've heard lots of different examples. Some people will keep the physical business cards. Yeah, some will go into, you know, it might go into spreadsheets. Some have a CRM, a CRM system where they use, you know, they use HubSpot. You know, they take a note, they keep attendee lists and they've got notes written on the back. In a way, the system doesn't, doesn't matter as long as it works for you. It's the fact that you've done that, you've remembered that, and you've brought it up next time. And in terms of memorability, that goes a very, very long way. And obviously, I hope the, I hope the cat's okay. Hmm. As always, Andrew, um, let me know if there's anything you feel I've missed out in your, your summary here of this part of the networking process. No, I don't think there. I don't think there is. The, the summary is, you know, remember your pair event goals to go with the overall goals and then focus on the, the pair event goals. Get attendee list in advance if you, if you can and prep that you do in advance to find out more about others, whether it's saying, Oh, John, I read that you, you know, that you do this, or it's just to, you know, to have that knowledge when you're speaking to somebody is, is so effective. Slow down at the start, speak to the event, the event organizer. And what you're talking about there in terms of asking a question to find out about somebody, something that's going on, not so much their work, something that's going on with them, something that's going on with their lives. And then to take a note of that and to ask that again next time is extremely powerful. Most don't do that. So if you do that, you'll be very memorable. And that is episode three, scratching the surface again of Cows Not Cow, the book. This time we were focusing on preparing properly and making the right start. Now, if someone listening wants to just jump ahead and, and get the book now, Andrew, how do they go about that? Yes, they just get in there. Don't hang about. Don't waste any time. Get the book. <laughs> it's available on Amazon and its full title is Cows Not Cow, How to Make Your Business Networking Really Work. Now, in our next section, episode four, we discuss getting into conversations and starting relationships. Steady on. Starting relationships, I'm here to business network. It sounds that <laughs> unprofessional to say the least. I know what he means. I just like winding him up. For the uninitiated, Andrew, give us that, that quick live trailer for what episode four is going to be about. It's all very well saying, you know, room, you know, room of people and lots of opportunities. Go and build relationships. But... How do you get into these conversations? What happens if everybody's in, com- in conversation already and you're stuck on your on your own? What to say, what to ask, the actual nuts and bolts of how it works 
to get into these these chats and make it effective as quickly as we can. Okay, next time then, episode four, getting into conversations and starting relationships. In the meantime, if you want to catch up on any of our episodes to date, you can right here and make sure you don't miss any of the rest of our season by clicking follow. And then that way, every episode we make going forward from now will automatically appear to you as it's released, which uh, we just go with. We don't really understand the signs. Thanks for checking out Cows Not Cow, the book. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.